Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Servicing Fox Inc., Part 5 Reluctant Exhibitionist Training by PTMC Pilot, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. As a brief recap, a couple of months ago I separated from the Navy after six years in submarines. Growing bored of lounging around my parents' house, I began a job search, and to my surprise I found myself in an interview a short time later. An interview, believe it or not, that ended with my having sex with my hiring manager. That was actually normal given that my new job was to sexually service the women of Fox Inc. Excellent work if you can get it. After several weeks as provider of building services at Fox Inc., I was feeling pretty comfortable and secure. I hadn't had any more complaints and my female co-workers seemed genuinely pleased with my, um, performance. At the time there was one potential problem I was keeping an eye on, and I'll have to recount that in another entry of its own. This journal entry is about a Friday to remember. It was noon on a Thursday, and I had yet to be visited by one of the Fox women. That was odd, although not completely unheard of. I'd grabbed lunch early and was looking over proposals for the new janitorial services contract when my phone dinged. A text from Ms. Olson, the lead HR rep, simply told me to check email. Any contact, even a text, from that woman had me well on my way to hard in moments. I woke my computer and read her message. Mr. Jeffries, tomorrow the firm will be holding a free use Friday. To be sure things go as well as desired, I have arranged some training this afternoon. Please study this email and commit the customs and rules of FUEF to memory. Then, promptly at 1305, come to my office for a practical exam, I will be the one available for free use. See you soon. Attached to the email was a document, and adjusting my now fully hard cock, I opened it to learn what she had in mind. The concept of free use is as follows. One party, in this case women of the firm wearing blue or black dresses, skirts or slacks on free use Friday, gives prior consent for sex without further discussion. The other party, in this case the PBS, can, at any time, engage in sexual acts with the consenting party. None of the women present will acknowledge anything sexual is happening. For example, you may find a woman wearing a black skirt having a conversation with some co-workers in the break room, walk up, bend her over a table and commence fucking her, and no one in the room is to notice you are doing so. As you will be engaging the women at the time of your choosing, it is your responsibility to ensure the firm is not embarrassed or placed in jeopardy. For example, there are circumstances, say when someone is on a video call, that require discretion. Note, this does not mean you cannot or should not engage in sexual acts with them during a call, however, you must carefully consider what the other side will see or hear. During FUEF you may find a woman you wish to engage, take any appropriate precautions regarding discretion, pose them as desired, undress them as needed, and get on with business. While they will not acknowledge you, they will participate. For example, if you put their hand around your cock they will stroke you. 
If you undress a woman you need not redress them when you depart. For your first fuef at the firm, we have decided to keep the rules simple. Any woman wearing a black or blue dress, skirt or slacks is a consenting player. All women so consenting give prior consent for vaginal sex to include internal ejaculation, oral sex, give slash receive through to orgasm, undressing, all manner of breast fondling, facials, titty fucking, and handjobs. I pushed back from the desk and exhaled. Wowzers. I checked the time and found there were still 45 minutes until my meeting with Ms. Olson. Knowing I would not be able to focus on the proposals after that reading, I decided instead to double down on my hydration by knocking back a bottle of water and a pineapple juice. For no reason in particular on this day, I was dressed as a custodial engineer, aka janitor. However, after reading over the email a few times I decided to change my attire and opted instead for office intern. Ditching the utility shirt and blue trousers, I donned black slacks, dress shoes, a white shirt and a tie. I left the underwear off as I figured they would just get in the way. Knowing precisely how long it took to get to Ms. Olson's office, I left at 1302 and arrived at her door at 1305. Nearly hard before I even opened the door, my brain ran through a dozen scenarios in the brief moment between scanning my keycard and opening the door. Ms. Olson was behind her desk, engaged in a discussion with someone else that I did not immediately see. Closing the door behind me, I noted the presence of a smartly dressed woman perhaps mid-thirties in age. She had black hair and a tight bun at the back of her head, a white blouse, blue blazer, and a black skirt. While I recognized her as a recent hire, I did not so much as know her name. Her eyes darted to me for an instant, and a flush came over her otherwise rather pale complexion. It seemed she was ignoring me, which was very much in line with the fantasy angle I'd been told to expect. Of course, the flush was a slight giveaway. After a brief glance, I turned to Ms. Olson, who was seated, cross-legged in her chair, one leg slightly swinging. Ms. Garland, Elise, the HR rep said, you are going to have to make a better case than that if you want me to hire an assistant for you. I, well, you see, the woman I assumed to be Ms. Garland said with a slight stammer. I grinned and moved to stand next to Ms. Olson as the new woman organized her thoughts. If she was distracted, I didn't do her any favors as I walked up next to Ms. Olson, unzipped, withdrew my cock, and placed Ms. Olson's hand on it. True to form, she didn't do anything to acknowledge the act as she started to stroke me. Ms. Garland cleared her throat and made an effort to maintain eye contact with Ms. Olson. Yes, she said at last with some firmness, as the new lead of the contracts division it is suboptimal for me to have legal discussions with clients without an assistant to take notes and help me with other necessary administrative tasks. Ms. Olson stroked my cock, mindfully running her palm over the head and spreading the increasing precum along my shaft as she considered her response. She said, suboptimal you say? I'm intrigued. Please explain how not having an assistant affects you. And be sure to be detailed as I want to be convinced. Suspecting this was a ploy to avoid saying anything, I took a hold of Ms. Olson's ever-convenient and present ponytail and guided her head down to my dick, where she quite pleasantly took me into her mouth and began to fellate me. I stole a glance at Ms. Garland and found her staring at the wall behind us, trying desperately not to observe the blowjob being performed right in front of her. Her flush was, if anything, even a deeper shade of crimson, her nostrils flared and her nipples now pointy enough to cut glass. She took a deep breath, before talking very slowly. There are, in fact, several reasons. 
I'll go over a few in detail, as you asked, and then maybe we can discuss them. Ms. Olson, not pausing her cock-sucking efforts in the slightest, gestured with her free hand to indicate the woman should, in fact, continue. Very well. The most important reason for me to have an assistant is to have someone present for all meetings and phone calls. This allows me to engage in a dynamic and involved conversation, representing the firm with maximum efficiency because I know someone is accurately recording every word said. In my experience, most of the people I engage with will not have that luxury, and this puts them at a disadvantage when we recount terms and conditions from those discussions. Ms. Olson pulled off my cock with an audible pop and turned toward the other woman. I gather you are saying that most of the people you engage in are not as quick as yourself, and when you read their words back to them they are surprised? Without waiting for a response, she resumed the blowjob. Ms. Garland's glance darted toward Ms. Olson's head, though again only for an instant. She inhaled sharply, then exhaled slowly as she shook her head, a slight smile on her face. Not to sound too full of myself, but yes, that is exactly what I am saying. Ms. Olson managed to convey a nod with another hand gesture. Ms. Garland nodded in response and said, My priorities are on the position and protection of Fox Inc., and that means my time is best spent planning for and engaging with clients, not writing up my notes and preparing documents such as NDAs. Ms. Olson again pulled off my cock with a pop and continued to stroke me as she turned and replied, a smile appearing on her face, are you saying things such as notes and documents are not worth your time? And again, she resumed her blowjob efforts. Ms. Garland looked annoyed ever so briefly, but Ms. Olson was not looking at her. Then, her gaze shifted to me, back to Ms. Olson and what she was doing, and she wetted her lips almost obviously, before returning to look past Ms. Olson. Those tasks are certainly worth doing, however, you are not paying me a few hundred dollars an hour to do them. Ms. Olson pulled off me, and now I was quite ready to continue my own, or, Congress with the HR rep I believe we are in agreement on your points so far, Elise. Do continue. As she spoke, I lifted her from the chair and placed one hand between her shoulder blades. Pushing slightly as I had one hand on her hip, she compliantly bent forward over the desk. I tossed her skirt up onto her back as Ms. Garland's eyes went white for a moment as she realized what was about to happen. My final point is more, and she was interrupted by a deep groan from Ms. Olson as I sheathed myself fully inside her ever-delectable and wet cunt. Ms. Olson let out a long breath and our new lawyer continued, well, it is a little more, ah, basic. I began fucking Ms. Olson with solid strokes, slamming her hips against the desk as I did. She tried, and failed, to avoid a faint grunt with each thrust. Please, ugh, Ms. Garland, ugh, do, ugh, continue. I'm sure, ugh, that you wouldn't, ugh, ask if you didn't, ugh, need it. Subconsciously or not, she put a heavy emphasis on need. Though we had not been at it long, I sensed she was getting as close as I was. Ms. Garland was beat red at this point and breathing almost as hard as Ms. Olson. Yes, well, you see, our clients and competitors all know who does and does not answer their own phones and make their own appointments. In addition to greatly helping me with my work, an assistant goes a long way toward conveying the firm's status to outsiders. At the moment she finished that statement, I had my fingers on Ms. Olson's clit and I squeezed it as I drove toward my rapidly approaching climax. As expected, she was not far behind me, and she gripped the edge of the desk as she let out a low quiet moan and clenched my cock. With that, I started to come myself. 
After a moment she let go of the desk with one hand and hit the desk twice, fuck, she said in a drawn out way. Then she blew her hair out of her face even as I continued to fill her cunt through our mutual climax. Ms. Garland unabashedly gawked at me for a long moment, then looked away. Grinning like the Cheshire Cat, I withdrew from Ms. Olson, pulled her skirt back down, and pulled up my trousers. As I did so, Ms. Olson said, Well, Elise, I have to say I was on the fence, but your arguments pushed me over the edge and I am fully behind your proposal. Not bothering to smooth her skirt, Ms. Olson stood upright and extended her hand, the one she had been stroking me with by the way, to the other woman, you do understand that your assistant needs to be a woman and possesses shall we say, certain attitudes? Ms. Garland stood and shook the offered hand, thank you. And yes, I am quite clear on the necessary attitudes of Fox Inc. employees. Ms. Olson nodded, good, then I expect to see the write-up for the position this afternoon. The other woman returned the nod, then left the room. Ms. Olson at once turned to me and kissed me hard. God I've missed doing that. Seeing my confused expression she added, it's been quite a while since I've been able to arrange and participate in that kind of fantasy. I dare say we surprised Elise even though she knew this was, ah, uh, coming. She sat down and looked up at me with a big grin, I can't speak for her, but if I'd been sitting there, watching us, I'd be soaked. I returned the grin and she added, don't worry, she won't be frustrated for long. You are scheduled to stop by her office at 1535, though she doesn't know that. Though I had just come a few minutes ago, I could feel myself stirring. I'll try not to be late. I walked to the door, then realized something, by the way, do I need to know what Ms. Garland's regular trigraphs are? Ms. Olson gave me a surprised look, oh my. How did I miss that you haven't been with her yet? She snickered, then laughed, then waved a hand at me in dismissal, don't worry, I'm sure anything on the free use list I sent you will be fine with her. Then something seemed to occur to her, and she smirked, though maybe you should check her badge after all. Back in my office, I freshened up after my delightfully exhibitionist tryst with Ms. Olson and sat down to have a look at Ms. Garland's calendar. There was a 1530 meeting with a subject line of, private meeting. I could not see the attendees, but a quick check of Ms. Olson's calendar revealed a meeting on the same topic. 1535 foot, I thought to myself, and then a different idea popped into my head. I finished with the new services contract, sent a signed version on its way, and had another water. I switched to the blue HVAC tech uniform and arrived at Ms. Garland's office a little after 15.20. Opening the door her eyes popped as she recognized me. Then she checked her watch and her handshot to cover her mouth and she squeaked in, oh my. She shook her head and went back to doing whatever it had been when I entered. Closing the door behind me I walked over to stand beside her. I reached down between her blouse-covered boobs and picked up her key cards. Her trigraphs held a surprise for me, R-E-X, N-A-X, C-I-P. The last two were relatively common, indicating she preferred for me to ejaculate in her cunt, and she liked everything done with her breasts. The first one though, gave me a pause and it took a moment to remember it. Reluctant exhibitionism. I checked the time, 1525. Looking around the room I decided on a course of action. Standing behind her I put my hands under her arms and had her stand. She said nothing and kept focused forward as her panties were lowered and removed. I gestured for her to sit, then moved under the desk and rolled her chair forward slightly. 
Moving her skirt up and out of the way, I moved her knees as far apart as possible before reaching out to stroke the junction of her thighs with both hands. Despite trying to remain in character, my strokes so near her cunt resulted in a heavy moan. With one hand I barely brushed her clit, while the other ran up and just between her folds. As I had hoped and expected, she was soaked. I waited for a cue. A couple of minutes later, the door latch clicked and I heard someone enter the room, and I thought it might actually be two people. Gwen, Ashley, good afternoon, said Ms. Garland. Please take a seat. Ah, this meant that not only was Ms. Olson present, but so was Ms. Maddox, the managing partner whom I had met only twice before. You're looking a bit flushed, are you alright, said Ms. Maddox. Ms. Garland shifted in her seat slightly, and I did not pause my actions. I'm fine, really just a little hot, or warm I think. Well then, said Ms. Olson, shall we, get to it then? There was a pause and she continued, Gwen, Elise has stated some concerns with the impregnation arrangements. I see, said Ms. Maddox, please explain. This is a field with surprisingly little case law, began Ms. Garland. Aside from paternity cases arising from sperm donor instances in California, there isn't much out there. I heard all of this clearly, but the context didn't register with me. I kept up my efforts on Ms. Garland, who was starting to squirm. So we're clear, said Ms. Olson, the person most likely to be concerned with the terms is the, uh, sperm donor. Ms. Maddox said, you mean Mr. Jeffries? And on that note, not a little surprised at this news myself, I pushed two fingers as deep into Ms. Garland as I could, and was rewarded with a faint, but noticeable ooh. Yes Elise? What was that? Ms. Olson said, a definite hint of mirth in her voice. Feeling the sponginess of her G-spot, I pressed on it rhythmically and she squirmed, grinding against my fingers. Ahem, yes, most of the case law is concerned with donor rights and responsibilities after birth primarily in regards to financial support and visitation. As she spoke I continued to work her cunt, trying to be careful and not to get her too close to coming. She groaned. Are you quite sure you're okay? asked Ms. Maddox. I gathered Ms. Garland nodded because a moment later she continued, do you think a solution is achievable? She's quite intent on having everything set so she can, well, not to put to fine a point on it, fuck with a purpose when she's ready. Now that we were talking clearly, two decided it was time to move on. I pushed the chair back from the desk while keeping my fingers moving inside her. Once there was space I crawled out from the chair and pulled Ms. Garland to her feet. I looked at the two women on the couch and found they were steadfastly looking right at Ms. Garland, pointedly not looking at me. My hands went to the front of her blouse and I started to unbutton it. Her breathing got heavier. I don't believe there is a way to completely prevent future legal action, but it does seem quite unlikely. Finished with her blouse, I was pleasantly surprised to find a front-class bra, which was at once undone to release her B-cups to everyone present. Her nipples were like diamonds against my palms. Ms. Olson smirked, so we could say the exposure of the firm would not be a concern? Before Ms. Garland could reply, I dropped my trousers and sat in the chair, my hands moving to Ms. Garland's hips. She let out a long breath, knowing what was coming. Nope, she said quickly. Now, with one hand I pulled Ms. Garland down to my lap, aiming my cock home with the other. I sighed as she sank down fully on me, sheathing me in her wet warmth. 
I, MMM, agree, said Ms. Olson with a grin. I don't believe Mr. Jeffries will have an issue when everything is explained. He's a very reasonable person. Ms. Maddox nodded and both women stood up from the couch. Well then, I think this meeting accomplished its purpose, wouldn't you say Ashley? Ms. Olson grinned, it's close enough to a conclusion, yes. We can leave Elise to finish on her own. The other woman nodded and the two of them turned to go. The moment the door shut Ms. Garland jumped up from my lap and pulled me up out of the chair, kissing me very aggressively. Sorry to break out of the fantasy, she said, then pushed me away and opened the valise next to her desk. Inside was some workout gear and a pile of folded towels. She handed me two and said, get naked and put those on the floor. She shrugged off her bra and blouse as she said this, then removed her skirt as she strode to the door and locked it. I pulled off my shirt, stepped out of my trousers and lay down on the towels in the center of the room. At once she straddled my hips and started sliding her clit along my length. I moved my head up and took one nipple in my mouth as I pinched the other. Her face next to my ear, she said heavily, I've never been so turned on as I have been for the last two hours. I tugged on her nipple with my teeth and she moaned. I don't want to surprise you, so I'll warn you that sometimes I squirt when I'm really excited. And right now I'm way past that. Oh, and if I come really hard, I can get really out of it. Don't let it stop you. I nodded, shifting nipples to suck on the other one. She pulled me away from her chest and kissed me hard, angling her hips as she did and taking me inside her on the next stroke. The next instant she started riding me faster than anyone ever had. Her breathing accelerated, and after maybe 30 seconds she held her breath and then nearly screamed into my mouth. Her cunt clenched around me, and then a veritable flood of hot liquid splashed out of her and all over my abdomen. Her lower body started shaking, then a bit later her breathing changed to a fast pant for just a bit before she collapsed on top of me, completely limp yet still quivering after her orgasm. Remembering what she said, I rolled her onto her back, held onto her knees and fucked her for a very short time before flooding her cunt. It was good, really good, and I sat back on my haunches waiting for her to come back to reality. It was maybe 30 seconds before her eyes fluttered open, she smiled at me, and with one hand she caressed her cunt, feeling me still inside her. She gave her clit a pinch, moaned, then said, is it always like this? Since she hadn't done anything yet to signal I should leave, I gave her a couple strokes and she sighed. What part exactly? I asked. Where to begin? I started working here three weeks ago with the understanding that once in a while I'd have the opportunity to visit you for some fooling around. Then yesterday, before I had that chance, Ashley came to my office and asked me if I could help with this free use idea. She said my profile, with REX, made me a natural for a first test. I gather she wasn't wrong about that, I said, and she gestured for me to withdraw, so I did, and then we both stood and started dressing. No, but having sex right in front of the boss? That's a whole other level of kink. Well, as a matter of fact that's three firsts for me today. Ms. Garland was reddening her blouse, no bra, and I continued, sex for an audience, twice, a real squirter, and coming inside a willing partner who was pretty much passed out. Unconscious, to be precise. Oh, and that makes me glad I warned you and gave you the towels. I was so incredibly horny after watching you and Ashley that I really wanted to come back here and get myself off. 
But I knew you were going to have me somewhere with other people before the end of work, and that thought made me want to wait. I grinned, that was fucking hot, for sure. She pulled up her skirt and ran her fingers through her hair, and this is a normal workday for you? I shrugged, not really. Usually three or four women stop by my office one at a time over the course of a day. This was the first time outside my office. I snapped my fingers, except for the gym, oh, and that time in the nurse's office. She looked at me quizzically, and that isn't too much? I gave her a kiss on the cheek. Ms. Garland, I eat three meals a day and never get tired of food. With variety and fun, it'll never be too much. You can call me Elise, you know. I winked and went for the door, I know Ms. Garland, I know. Something occurred to me and I turned around, say, when do I hear more about this pregnancy thing? You remembered that? She shook her head and then giggled, as soon as the other party commits. She shrugged, though it might not even happen. I nodded and finished dressing before leaving her office. I did not have any other visits that afternoon, and I spent a quiet evening at home thinking about how I should approach the day tomorrow. The possibilities seemed endless. To be continued. By PTMC Pilot for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.